Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Gab Street. If you heard episode 67 with Skulls for Grenades, you may have noticed the audio was a bit different. This is due to some technical difficulties with recording we've been having lately. Uh, the same thing happened with this episode, so there are going to be a couple of odd jumps here and there. Uh, you will hear some new music from our very own Evan Swiatek when that happens. Thank you for understanding, and we hope you enjoy this interview with Columbus comedian Amber Falter. You're listening to the Gab Street Podcast, Columbus, Ohio's number one podcast for underground talent. Every week we have new conversations with interesting individuals who contribute to the Columbus economy and its lively culture. You may find just what you're looking for right in your backyard. Let's get right into it. Um, I was getting 30 hours a week because of like the whole federal grant money or whatever to where I was working. Okay. Um, and then they were like, that changed, so uh, you can just chill now. I'm like, oh, All right, cool. <laughs> That's nice, I guess. Yeah. So I, I was waking up at 7 a.m. for Ugh. five or six weeks, and then uh, now I've, this morning, woke up at nine, and it was uh, really refreshing. So oh, nice. Wow. So. You're amazing. I just set an alarm for nine, <laughs> and I laid there for about 50 minutes, lifeless. So. <laughs> Relatable. Yeah. 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 Kind of happened this morning, just because yeah. I could. Yeah. Um, Love that. That's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know what episode this is. They're all blending with for me now. That's I don't even know what number it is. <laughs> Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Or something? It's like 73 or 72. I don't, I don't fucking I feel know. like I've listened to an episode where you've said it, they're all blending together. So <laughs> It's it's kind of a meme on the yeah. show. A little bit. It's, it's, it's one of those things. But Love it. <laughs> welcome back to episode whatever of the Gab Street Podcast. <laughs> um, Jake came back. You had yep. We had him on episode 20. Uh, that episode is called Manual Viagra. Uh, you can go back and watch that one. <laughs> Uh, it is very funny. He has some good stories on that one. Uh, he's come back as a co-host. Yeah, so we are upgraded. Yes, to <laughs> upgraded level. to co-host yeah. level. Um, we're going to be excited to have him on a few more episodes yeah. here soon. And we have the wonderful Amber Falter on the podcast <laughs> today. We've had this booked for like months and months and months, and I've been looking forward to it since then. So... Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for being here. We did book this so long ago. Yeah, we did. It's It's been like five or six months or something. So Yeah, I think yeah. I was like drunk at a lake the other day. Like you're, like, you're like, so is Monday at 11? And I was like, Mon- that's right. I haven't um, looked at my planner in a really long time because nothing's happening. Yeah. So um, I, I appreciate you reminding me because I might course. still be in bed. <laughs> It's kind of nice not to look at the planner sometimes. Yeah. It's been one yeah. perk of this time has been uh, not having to worry about as much because uh, jack shit happening. So yeah. it's pretty nice. But um, a lot of things have been happening as a result of your work anyway, uh, which I think is awesome. One of those things has been your uh, Zoom comedy nights that you've done with some other uh, very funny people in the town. Um, tell, tell us about that a little bit, how that process went. So with everything shutting down, it was, I, I, I produce a lot of shows and I just like to keep really busy with stand up anyway. So obviously you can't be on stage. Um, and the first like week I was like acting like I was on vacation. I was like, Oh, this is great. Forget about comedy. Like I don't can we curse by the way? Oh, for sure. Have yeah. a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, forget about comedy. I meant to say fuck comedy. Um, but I was like, this is so nice. Um, but I, I think I immediately kind of got an itch to be back on stage or doing something 
and interacting with all my uh, comedy friends. So uh, Alexis Nelson actually works for BarkBox, and she's the first person that reached out to me about doing an online show. Nice. I was really nervous about it. I think I did 15 minutes of a virtual stand-up comedy, which felt real weird. Yeah. Um, but we did it, and I it just like that same like adrenaline rush that um, a lot of comedians want when they when they perform, um, and any performer really. Uh, it hit me really hard, and I was in a really good mood. I was like, oh my god, like I need to keep doing this kind of thing. That's awesome. So yeah, it was really great. So then um, Columbus Goes Live happened and got to do 45 minutes. It was like so long. Like I haven't even done that in real life on stage. Really? Uh, I think that was like my longest set I've ever done. Wow. I was really, awesome. I was like more nervous than like any other show I'd ever done because the format is so different and you're not getting that feedback yeah. from the audience. But um, so from all those, I was like, well, I'm a producer, you know, like I didn't realize until all this happened how much I am a producer of comedy in, mm. um, in Columbus. And I kind of got like really prideful and I was like, I do put on good shows, damn it. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. So. Like all I had was like an ex-boyfriend's iPad mm. and like that, like I barely, that's old too. Video quality, so because I actually have smart friends in this town who <laughs> were streaming as well, the same thing, like like if you've been running a, a stand-up comedy show at a bar for like 10 years, you help me out, I'm trying to like start at the bottom. I was like, hey, I don't have a good microphone. What's going on with my sound? Together, their Wi-Fi sucked. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I didn't like think to tell them to like check their Wi-Fi beforehand. Story and I'm like, so we actually had one guy, this isn't Wi-Fi related, but I just kind of want to mention this. I think this is like a one funny thing. Usually uh, if people come on here, we don't like let them uh, back. <laughs> and for for the right, like he was coughing so hard and he came back and for the Sam Rothstein on here and, and yeah. uh, he was telling us about how like, oh yeah, I people tell me I said shit. Do a complete 180 and ask you the next question here. Um, Going back to kind of your... Growing up, I was like really, really shy. Like, it took me so much like sweat and concentration to even be... If you like did the week, and I'd be like, oh, fuck. And so I'd like <laughs> read it. And then like sometimes it would get a laugh. And I was like, so, like, it did feel like a positive like um, kind of reinforcement mm -hmm. thing. And I still care about a lot like uh, soil science. Very weird. Mm -hmm. But love dirt. They're important. I quit comedy. I was like struggling a lot just kind of mentally... Uh, my, my mom had passed away and then a couple shitty thing about dirt and all these kids around me are like caring so much and like showing up for every class and like getting like jokes. Um, and then I think in high school, a couple of my friends would drive me downtown. We'd put a case of mics and like be half drunk and like laugh at these like horrific open mics. <laughs> it was like, so I kind of for them to laugh at something I said and then be like, fuck you, cool. But very validating, <laughs> very validating, needed that. Um, that's good, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, shy kid. <laughs> <laughs> and how long is it? 22 or 23. So I'm 20, so about five, six years, I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. It's a good amount of time. It's a good amount of time. Yeah. My yeah. God. Oh, I should have quit earlier. No. <laughs> <laughs> too long. No. Not to, uh, not to plug you too hard, but he actually did his first uh, open yeah. mic no like, right before everything hit. Yeah. Where'd you go? Tree, tree Bar. Tree Bar. So, it was Tom Flutes. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. How was it? It was... I, I remember it being, like, good for the first time. That's awesome. Um, I was very proud. But yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think it was mostly, like, I did it, and that's, that's, like, where the... Like, that 
happiness came from. Yeah. That's all that matters, man. Yeah. yeah. Just getting over that hump. You yeah. Know? That was exactly, um, like, when I was going... Well, even when, like... I'm a part of, like, the comedy network. Uh-huh. Like, as long as you try it, you are in. Up to this point, you've probably heard some broken audio. That's okay. I'm gonna do my best to splice this together, make it make some kind of sense. But we should be foolproof now. <laughs> should be all good to go. Um, let's talk about why things are funny again. No, I'm just kidding. Let's talk about that. Um, so we were kind of on the topic of open mics. Actually, before I ask this question. One thing that I'm curious about with pretty much everybody's creative process, specifically with Growling Gremlins, that was, you said that was kind of your baby, that was kind of your, your, your personal project. What were some of the bumps in the road, some of the challenges that you had to overcome with that, that led to you being the skilled producer that you are today? Oh my gosh, skilled, so sweet. <laughs> um, so I was terrified to do it. Um, so I had already been producing with uh, Pat Deering, Stand Up for Choice, mm, for okay. a few years at this point. Yeah. But um, a couple years ago, my friend Justin Ryan, he had worked for the Daily Growler. They were opening a new location here in German Village. Um, and he gave me this really nice push. So Growl and Gremlin was my first monthly yeah. show. Which to me was really scary um, because Stand Up for Choice is a quarterly show. I have a lot of help mm. doing it. Um, but this was going to be me solo. I, I, it was going to represent me and all I like saw in comedy and everyone I booked, you know. So I took it, I really took it to heart. But um, it, a couple of the barriers aside from me just not feeling um, confident or ready, mm. um, uh, the space at the Daily Growler. I mean, it's just like a bar that you sit in with tables and chairs. Uh, there's certainly no stage. Um, I, I want. I, I used to just bring a rug that my dog would pee on to have. I was like, "That's your stage," and then here's a microphone. Uh, you're not any higher than the audience, you know. Unless, like the big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was just like, I was like, "This is all we got." So, I'm rug, go. dude. Um, so we we kind of manipulate the lights. So, um, I mean, I'd have to go in there and like. Like, I have a vision, like, hours before the show and, like, break my shitty, my already shitty back by, like, moving around all these Amish-made tables for the tap room. So I, I would try to make it look like a very small, yeah. uh, throw-together throw comedy club. Um, but once I started doing that, like, it, it did feel like one. Um, there was, like, magic in this tiny room, which I really loved um, and really, really proud of. Um, um, getting people to want to perform in that kind of space. You know, if I have some mm. awesome he headliner from mm -hmm. out of town, like, I, I Google a lot of the places I'm going to be performing in. I'm like, is that a fucking, is that a barn? Like, ew, like, yeah. okay, <laughs> whatever. Um, so, like, just being like, hey, trust me kind of thing. Um, also, I didn't, you know, I didn't uh, really get paid initially for that show because I wanted to prove myself. I was like, listen, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just make you money and I'll show you what I can do. Uh, and then... You know, just always trying to pack people in there. Um, I don't know. It was it was kind of scary at first, but what was really awesome was I would be really transparent with the audience. I was like, listen, we're doing this for fun. Uh, also, we do this for work, but we don't have anything other than that. So I would put out this little, like, jar and be like, if you could please, like, see the value mm -hmm. of these people's yeah. times and, like, this space and like tip your bartender a shit ton, mm -hmm. but also these people are like really doing a cool thing, um, and I hope you appreciate it. 
Uh, and then we'd get like hella tips and I got to pay these people really well. Um, and like also just, I, I would reiterate like how much it means when you walk up and you give somebody a compliment or follow their Instagram and like continue to support them in whatever way after that night. Um, and I, I just loved really making that connection with the audience and stuff. So it was, I think it was difficult to like find how to define how Amber would produce a show. Like I, you know, like the first year I didn't have a ton of like female or marginalized headliners, you know, Mm. uh, there's tons of dudes that are headliners and hey Amber this guy's a headliner you should book this guy headliner so like after my first year like I was like I'm a fucking woman I know how hard it is to get booked um and I'm gonna I'm gonna change that so my second year the entire year I just tried to book female headliners the entire it wasn't hard you know it's not fucking hard people are like I just don't know that many ah they're they're there they're just not getting booked (laughs) as headliners so they're not saying and screaming on the top of the rooftops that they are headliners Um, and sometimes, you know, I would just invite somebody who I knew was a strong comic and I'd be like, I bet you got 30 minutes in you have fucking fun. Um, so that was, that was a fun way to like refine. And so that was, it was kind of a, you know, just like a learning process, but I feel like I learned a lot. So it was cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, uh, I think Bettina Hedwig was the comedian that went before Mike Myers yeah but after Tom yeah yeah right yeah when we okay. went yeah when Corey and I saw you mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that what well, another cool thing about that was I had the monthly show but then people loved it so much the mm-hmm. audience wanted more hmm. and then like a lot of other people so Mike Myers that's like a one-off so yeah. that was cool because I was like well Growling Gremlin like I'm gonna put you know my female headliners on as much as possible and then like if there's like somebody that I know is a good headliner and there's gonna be people there anyway like Michael Myers, I love that guy, so I, I threw he's him. so funny. Yeah. He's so good. He's great. <laughs> so, uh, you know, got to throw something last minute together for them. And, again, really lucky that that venue is, like, not, like, a booked comedy club all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a place where, like, middle-aged men go to, like, drink flights and stare at each other and <laughs> hate their wives. And I, uh, so they had some free nights, which was cool. So <laughs> I was like, let me do a show. They're like, yeah, that'd be cool. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was nice. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I'm curious because I haven't been to that many comedy shows in Columbus yet, um, you know, due to the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm curious as to how often hecklers like that night happen where like the woman on the side was like is this weird like and and he would bring it up yeah. constantly um, i think he handled that very well yeah extremely um I'm, I'm glad you noticed that so typically i feel really lucky because i feel like a lot of the people that come to my shows ground gremlin especially i was like it's so mean if you do that like mm. seriously shut yeah. up like you see what we're doing like please and like I think maybe once or twice in two years I had to walk up to somebody and be like, you really got to shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) But like, that was, yeah. And like, I think, I think just being honest with people, I was like, this is so disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And like, I think there was one guy, but maybe four months in, he was in the back and he was like just chatting and like, he wasn't there for the show. And I was like, there's a whole fucking bar downstairs. You don't have to be up here. No one asked you to come up here. In fact, I'm going to ask you to go downstairs again. You're pissing me off. And like, guess what? He's not going to come back to that show. And that's awesome. I never want to see his face again. And I hope one day somebody invites him to a real comedy club where they physically remove you from the entire place. And then he just never is an audience member again. Uh, I just, it's like, if you're not there for it, if you truly like can't wrap your head around it and like with any kind of art form or even concerts, like you can scream and shout at those things, but like if there's like a slow song yeah. that's acoustic and you're gonna sit there and be like fuck you like get out of here like yeah, no one wants yeah. you so yeah i've been really lucky um 
I think the like with host hosting is like really scary, and I've learned so much from it. But you just be like super real with like your audience and tell them what you need from them, and um, especially with like donations and mm. stuff, just be totally transparent. I'm like this person drove three hours from Indianapolis. Mm. They're gonna go back tonight. They're gonna want some Arby's on the way home. Like they're gonna need some gas. <laughs> like just like think, give them five bucks. Like that's yeah. that's all I'm asking. If you have it, if you don't, follow their Instagram. That means a lot too. So I don't know, but hecklers, ugh, get them out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Tree Bar was actually like kind of surprising that there weren't any hecklers even earlier in the show. Just yeah, one, or like one guy. Well, oh yeah, the the guy that had talked about the honkers. Um, Sounds like a great person to have an audience. Um, and then talking about the big bearded dude. The beard, the big bearded dude. I don't think he heckled. I think he was just like walking around, kind of like. Wait, I know who you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there that guy. Was it a stray dog? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or he's like this guy, the big bearded dude, would like walk around, like finding his victims to talk about how like his mom puts gummy worms in his birthday cake. And it's like, I think, that's what he I, talked about. Yeah, I think she just wants you to move out, dude. I think that's the main reason. Oh, my but God. But, like, do you remember that? So was he a comedian? No, no. he was just kind of like Did a... Did he forget to sign a, up? It sounds hilarious. I, know. I think he was a regular that's kind of always yeah. there. And uh, I think he kind of gets kicked out all yeah. the time. <laughs> I, and the interesting thing was that he came up to us and he was like, I'm not shaking hands because all this virus stuff. And it's like... I didn't expect that from you. Like, you didn't expect <laughs> you to be, like, very unsanitary, whatever. Was... Yeah, you look like you're walking around spitting in people's mouths. Yeah. Because you don't believe it. Yeah. Jeez. He sounds like a party. Yeah, he well, he, he was, like, kind of, like, a, like kind of, like, benign. Because he would just grumble a little bit, but not in a mean way. He would just kind of, like, rah, 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 rah. I'm still pretty sure that was a dog. I'm not convinced it wasn't. St. Bernard or something. <laughs> I could tell that he's kind of regularly thrown out because yeah. the the bartender was like, "All right, you're done. You're done." Like, yeah, that's great. And he was, would you say that's like the most Irish man you've ever seen in America? Yeah, like, he was like a, a, the bartender at a yeah, fucking, just a the little bar. like uh-huh. this yeah. bartender guy and just like, "All right, you're done. Yeah. Get out of here, buddy." <laughs> you know, but um, I love that. That was such a great show, though. Yeah, um, and with open mics, it's like. So for like me, I'm like, I put this show on, yeah. I promoted it, somebody did artwork, oh, this is real, damn it, shut yeah. up. But like in an open mic, it's like, oh, I, mean, I wrote this set list five minutes ago, I'm high. Yeah. Like, you should be yelling at me, yeah. like, you're right, none of us should be on stage with a microphone, like, this isn't fucking worth, no, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, that's that's what's hard for like, an open, oh god, yeah. running an open mic sounds like a fucking nightmare, so hats off to everyone who does it, yeah. but like... Just be like, seriously, give these people respect. It's like, what are we, it's a Tuesday. Like, let's all relax. <laughs> yeah, it was a Thursday when we went. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just kind of like a, you know, that's just kind of a day. Yeah. It's not a weekend. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, but it's so hard to, like, to keep an audience yeah. watching an open mic. And sometimes they can be so rad. But, like, whew, doing that yeah. sounds hard. <laughs> high risk, high reward. Yeah. Yeah. Say. yeah. <laughs> um, so, now that we're talking about venues uh, in particular... In your uh, educated opinion, hmm. where are some of the best places to see comedy in Columbus? Oof. Okay. Um, let's see. So I think I'm gonna like probably like go backwards in my head, like okay. in terms of like newer stuff mm-hmm. that can go back. Um, so Christine Horvath does a really great job. Um, she I haven't been to one yet, but I wanted to be on one and go to one. Um, I I've been more and more interested in these like underground 
places that you're like, what? Yeah. There's comedy there? So that's always, like, super fun for me. Um, so, like, with uh, Growling Gremlin, like, I felt really lucky because it, like, sometimes, like, somebody, like, let's say you try a show and then you and the bar don't get along, so you quit, and then you jump in and you start putting on a show there instead. Um, you get the brand it differently, but let's think about the audience. Maybe the audience that went to Corey's show was like, dude, honestly, like, it was all right, but, like, I don't have the best time and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then you come along, you're like, no, I swear, it's like, it's, I do it differently, and I book different people. But, like, the fact that it's the same physical location, I think it's hard to get people to go to that. Mm. So Christine Horvath, she started doing one at a nail bar where you get you, mm. your fucking fingernails done. It's called, like, The Fuzz. It's right next to the um, tattoo shop up on Hudson. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's right next door to it. And that place is decorated, like, the inside of a fucking molly ecstasy dream it's like it looks so cool there's like big colors and like yeah. big floofy fucking like furry balls on the sky i don't even know i've only seen photos it looks like the coolest place on earth um so she's like booked a bunch of a, and she does a really great job of booking marginalized and uh comedians and a lot of females That's but cool. that, oh my god it so it like this space is cool so i think i'm really impressed with what she does in general um before that she did one at um doe mama Okay. Years ago. Oh yeah. It's like oh oh I want to go to like an after after hours like comedy bakery. What the f I'm there. There's pie <laughs> yeah. and booze. I'm coming. Like I love so I really like um the people that are pushing the boundaries in that way in terms of like um just like uh venues in, in general. Mm -hmm. Uh she always does a great job. Uh again, Columbus Comedy Festival uh, ugh, was supposed to happen yeah. and I was going to be an associate producer, you were going to be a sponsor. Um so hopefully that comes back around. But with that being said, Nikki Winkleman, Tom Plute, Dustin Meadows uh, was kind of like the big um, reason we had a comedy festival here initially. Um, and I know Lisa Berry's involved with all that too um, and has been. But this was going to be their first year on their own kind of thing um, instead of it being Whiskey Bear Comedy. Uh, and there was just so many venues that were so kind to help us out, like the Franklin and Playhouse. Have you ever been there? Mm -hmm. um, it's it's just like a big, weird, Franklinton, empty <laughs> kick-ass space that we can manipulate in so many ways which was really fun uh at, at least in the previous years um none of these are like accessible right now i feel like my brain is melting um i've always had fun at wild goose mm -hmm. um that that's where we threw our anniversary party. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah that's right oh my god yeah like so i think they've done a great job um i don't know like i think i i kind of miss shadowbox but no one's really doing anything there anymore yeah um mostly dino tripodis doing a lot of stuff yeah right yeah. yeah um I, I really just thinking about like producers and shows mm, that i trust okay. going to i guess fuck who else does stuff it's been a while there was a new venue opened by hashtag comedy uh, on long street right yeah um, yeah I is I feel like that's mostly improv focused though, so I'm not yeah. sure if much is going to be happening. But how much do you know about it? So I know they're they're um, I think they're delaying their opening date, okay. which is going to be like that the coolest sense. thing yeah. ever because it's going to be just a space that they're going to utilize for all comedy. And that Columbus, we don't have and it's that. It's going to be here. basically a club, yeah. Mm -hmm. So like when people think you know if I do travel, people are like, oh, like Funny Bone in Columbus, yeah. you perform there all the time, and I was like. No, I did not. <laughs> you don't see me there. Um, so I'm like, they, they, that's what bums me out is like, the Columbus Funny One is not representative of the Columbus comedy scene. That's one thing I think is where I'm really proud of, of our scene is like, it's very independent um, and just people that are running it really care and do a really great job. Mm -hmm. uh, Olivia Smith was doing a really cute thing for a while called mm -hmm. the Compliment Battle. 
because nice. there were so many cool. mean yeah. roast battles yeah. going on. And, all, and she was like, hey, honeys, why are we doing this? We're all <laughs> friends. And then so she was like pairing people up um, to, to compliment each other. It was very sweet. Cool. I think she did that at Shrunken Head. But, okay. but yeah. Um, I feel like that would be more difficult to make funny, which makes it kind of cooler. Yeah, yeah right. It's yeah. like in a in, in a, like how can you make that yeah. entertaining for like the audience? It's, it's definitely a challenge, and that's one of those shows where you're kind of asked to yeah. write specific material mm-hmm. for that thing that you can never use again. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but it like in the moment it can be really really cool and beautiful. So I don't know. I'm just like I just, yeah. I just wish people were like I, I'm excited to see what <laughs> hashtag um, brings with all that because I think it's really really needed and well deserved here. And to, like, have a space that you can just, like, feel constantly comfortable in. Because um, working with different bars and venues, we've had so many great places. But, like, you know, sometimes comedy is only going to bring 20 people. And then maybe there's, like, some cool rock band that's going to come through. And it's like, yeah, we get it. You guys need to make <laughs> yeah. money. So we'll fuck off and do a free show in a backyard somewhere. <laughs> uh, we don't mind. We're used to this. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I I think, I'm, I mean, I'm always impressed with, like, Buckeye stand-up and, like, yeah. Um, I, I wish I saw more of them. Like, I, personally, back in the day, I think some of my favorite shows were the Torpedo Room. Yeah. Oh my god, that was the most fun thing ever. I loved it. They just, like, drag in, like, one, like, club or, um, like, fraternity and, like, force them to watch comedy for a night. And it was, really, it was a really <laughs> good time. I had a great time scaring them. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> my only experience with comedy on campus so far, I think you know about this. Yeah. I went to uh, Donato's Basement. Oh, yeah. With, uh, it was Ass Out Podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh. And they were, I think you might have been there, I think, but... Um, were they recording the podcast? I think so. Oh, I might have not been there. I was one of, like, five people in the audience. Oh, nope, I wasn't there. <laughs> because I, Sam Rothstein was involved, so I got in for free. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm a little privileged, but <laughs> they, uh, well, because I got in free, my, my price was sitting in the front and, uh, I was, uh, I was the material for every comedian. Oh, so, no. um, <laughs> that's my only campus experience. Hmm. So yeah, give me a better one. Um, no, no. <laughs> no, it's funny, the, uh, another interesting thing, um, about OSU comedy stuff is, um, the PowerPoint comedy, which is through the OSU yeah. Sundown, which I'm interested in because the drunk powerpoint or it's like um it was just a different drunk thing. powerpoint for me like underage people it's enclosed it. drunk yeah. powerpoint but like that's like kind of where my wheelhouse is because i get to use like some of more of my writing ability to go with the powerpoint yeah Not melatonin powerpoint yeah <laughs> to help with like the um the actual stand-up so it's less daunting but it's sure, also even, a visual. Yeah, even yeah. more funny because you can kind of just like read off your PowerPoint when you are kind of lost. Yeah. And it brings you back. That's cool. Um, I don't know if that's classified as like alt comedy. I don't know I'd if there that. are definitions of alt comedy. That sounds funny. I mean, or if it's like PowerPoint yeah. comedy or something. But yeah. That's, that's really cool. cool thing. Um, so is that a separate show that you guys put on then? Um, like stand up does or? That's something that most of the members of OSU's Sundial does, okay. um, along with stand-up, Buckeye Stand-Up Comedy Club, so then they'll put on shows where both of those, um, like, forms of comedy will be shown. Blend together. Yeah, um, so that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. So I know Ryan Branch does the drunk PowerPoint, and he's taking it online now, and nice. I, like, tune yeah. in for a couple, and, like, again, like I was telling you earlier, like, I can barely, like, yeah. turn on 
uh, when I'm on Zoom, I'm like yeah. sideways and I'm the host. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know what I'm fucking doing. Like, someone please come over. Um, but like, he, I watched it and like to just get a bunch of different people yeah. at different places, like putting on a PowerPoint. I was like, this looks like a nightmare. Like, there's no way I could do that. Um, but it's been something that I've wanted to do. Yeah. But I don't even know if I know how to make a PowerPoint anymore. Like, <laughs> That's, that becomes, I'm aging rapidly. That becomes like part of the joke. It's uh, like just poorly put together like aerial font. Yeah, if I could even get that far. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I could just like put up one slide yeah. and just be like, this is all I got. And then just like do it, that'd be cool. But yeah. Doing it online, there's no fucking way. I die. There's no way. Is the drunk PowerPoint at Cafe Caroline? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, typically. Mm-hmm. Now it's online. Yeah. It's even harder. I, I wouldn't be able to get drunk for it because it really fo- <laughs> yeah. uh, focused to begin with. But <laughs> yeah, already having trouble with the with the tech. Right. <laughs> um, let's see here. So earlier, earlier, we talked about your beginnings of comedy, and you said that you had some people that you kind of started to get in with at the beginning um, to really start to believe in yourself and, and being a comedian. And I, I wanted to know who were some of those mentors that you had at the beginning. So um, before I really like started started, I was working at this bar. Um, it's no longer a place, and I will not say the name <laughs> of it. It is bad. Um, we'll tell you after the show. Okay. I, I like to call it when I'm on podcasts, Voldemort of bars. Mm-hmm. Um, don't worry, he's dead. And uh, <laughs> um, so I was working at this place and I got to work with Dustin Meadows because it was his first monthly show. So I was the bartender and he got to make his first um, monthly show there. And it was really cool because I, you know, kind of pitched it to the people that owned the bar and he was doing a great job and like bringing like nationally touring comedians through, which was really cool. Um, and like now, like I have like girls that follow me still follow me on instagram and i follow them back but they like live in la they're like oh my god like just doing this today lol me and Chappelle. and i'm like Haha, i met you that's so cool um and i like have their t-shirts and stuff like it just makes you feel really cool but he he brought them through and like just he did a great job so uh, it was cool to like uh watch him just produce shows that early on um and like start to understand like the frustrations of not getting a lot of people there and like um, all that and uh, like also celebrating the successes of like a cool mm-hmm. show um, so he was really sweet and I had to like you know I kind of ask him how to get into it so Dustin's always been really really kind to me and these are people that no longer live here but um, uh, comedians in town would know uh, Laura Sanders was definitely a part of that group um, and also her being a female and being mm-hmm. a very kind mm-hmm. person uh, like hats off like she does such great work um, her and Kamari Stevens were really nice to me uh, they moved to um, New Orleans together. Okay. So now they're there, and they're so great. Um, always, always been grateful for, like, the um, input they gave me back then. Um, and then still local, Travis Haywisher, um, who's a sweet, sweet boy um, and a very outgoing guy and could tell, like, I wanted to do it kind of thing. And I'll never forget, like, bartending there, and they're all, like, hanging out and drinking. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, one thing, and Laura was like, you should do comedy. And I was like, I'm going to die right now. That is <laughs> you mean the world to me. Like, she's, like, albums and shit. She's really cool. So they were really helpful in, like, getting me on stage, kind of, and, like, give me the confidence. But since then, people that have been consistent and um, so kind and just, like, uh, like, honestly, people that keep me not quitting comedy mm-hmm. <laughs> to this day, mm-hmm. um, all my love to Christine Horvath, just her being a badass woman, producer, um, she just like fights 
so hard for like those new spaces and for things that are new and to watch her come up with an idea over a coffee like years ago we sat down at a coffee shop and i was like i think i'm gonna try this thing i'm gonna call it growling gremlin what do you think of the name and she's like i think i'm gonna try this thing called babe roar it's uh mm. it's gonna be this like platform where like you can like go there to find marginalized comedians and like mm. really really support women in comedy and what that looks like. So she has these t-shirts. Maria Bamford has one. It says more female headliners designed by her partner, Griffin Browning. And I'm like, those are my friends. I'm like, I love them. Ah, like, it's so cool. That's so awesome. like, yeah. So like we recently got to be like, oh my God, like we got to, like we brought our dreams to fruition. Like you had Growling Gremlin and I have Babe Roar and she does all those shows through Babe Roar, which is like the What the Fuzz comedy show and all that. But she's, she's insane and very supportive and somebody I still reach out to probably every other week with like, oh, am I doing this right? Or what do you think? Um, uh, so she's been really great. And Angie Healy has just been like my partner in crime for a long time. We just get on the road together a lot. She just has a lot of great energy. And like me, she kind of gets like bored of her old material really quickly. <laughs> so we're just kind of like so ADD. Like, no, 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 we're going to do the new thing tonight. Let's come on. We're doing the new stuff. Come on. Uh. And we're just like very annoying about that. She's great. Um, yeah, Griffin Browning, I think, is brilliant, too. Uh, and, and Nikki Winkleman I, is, mm. like, my cool, hot, older teen sister who, like, <laughs> takes me... No, guys, she's cool. She's coming to the party. Like, that's how, like, <laughs> Nikki makes me feel. So, and also, Nikki's done, like, producing on a totally different level for, like... She very much had a lot of theater background and stuff. Okay. And her working and uh, producing at Shadowbox for so long was really interesting. So, those are, um... Definitely a lot of the names that I love and cherish in town. Cool. Yeah, they're all good babes. <laughs> was Nikki the person, the, the primary person who did Quiz Box? Yes. Okay. So Nikki yeah. Winkleman and Eric Tate. Okay. Also a super supportive babe. Um, he's also a magician and like just okay. been on, yes. ugh, whatever, he's cool. <laughs> been on tv whatever <laughs> he has like a turtle and a dog i like um but he, he actually went to school for comedy which is like hmm. the weirdest thing i've ever heard but and he doesn't really do a ton of like stand-up now but also to be like a magician and also be yeah. funny like he's just he's got it all he's a great boy <laughs> yeah nice. have you this isn't even written down but yeah. it's just coming into my mind um do any of these people or have you ever considered doing any writing for like shows or anything of the sort? So it's funny because I have mm. and it's not even with these comedians. Um, I It's just with like some other actors and stuff in town. Yeah. Um, and um, some people that some of my friends that have a production company. Um, it's called Film Forge. Um, okay. And they're really great, and really talented. But uh, we tried to like write some like YouTube sketch comedy yeah. and stuff before, and like it was years ago, and like I'd like to try it again, but uh, it's definitely like the moment I was like, yeah, we're funny, we can. Sit it's a nightmare. What a fucking nightmare. You can it's like tough. yeah read all you want and like mm -hmm. whatever, but like he makes such beautiful stuff like uh, visually in terms of mm -hmm. uh, filming and shooting and all that. And for me, I'm like, it's comedy. It doesn't need to look this yeah. gorgeous. It's almost like how pretty it looks. It's like making the comedy look like way worse than it is <laughs> like yeah, i'm like make it look bad yeah. yeah so i don't know but i've definitely we've tried i mean i have tried in a different world and i'd like to try again but ugh, it's cool. totally different good to ballpark know. for sure yeah yeah i think i would enjoy something that you had a hand in writing um i think that'd be really fun yeah. we've actually uh dabbled 
in uh, sophomore year in high school. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we did. We used to have a YouTube channel. Oh, sick. I love that. Yeah. I'll have to send it to you afterward. But uh, I think I think we talked about it a couple times. I don't want to name it by name again. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I love that because my brother and I were talking when we were like in fourth grade through like junior high-ish. We like that's when webcams were like kind of new. You know what I mean? Mm, so like yeah. we were like we'd make little videos and like just show them to our friends. Because, like, we were like, we're not putting that... I don't think we understood YouTube yet, or if, if it was even really around. But, like, we were just looking back recently. We are like, oh, my God. Can you imagine if we had the access to YouTube and, like, uploading stuff that we do now? Mm-hmm. Back then, we'd be fucked. Like, <laughs> no, we would have jobs. Like, not that it was, like, terrible, but, like, yeah. it was just so embarrassing and, like, just dumb little kids. Like, I don't even... I don't even know. I, I think my brother, like, dressed me up as Osama Bin Laden once and, like, oh my God. beat me up. Like, it was just, like, <laughs> the weirdest thing. So I was, like, I'm blessed that we didn't have the excess that we... We would have thought we were, like, so fucking funny. Yikes. Yeah. Keep me off the internet, I say. <laughs> <laughs> barely use it anyway. I'm a fucking idiot, but... So having had that experience... <laughs> I'd say you're in a good position to give advice to someone considering pursuing comedy. What is some of that advice that you might give? Ha, huh, okay. So, hmm. I Number think, one, be funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> um, I think one thing in terms of like being that kind of shy, like yeah. truly shy yeah. person that I am uh, at my core, which it does not seem like that online <laughs> or on stage for sure, but um, I do like struggle with a lot of anxiety and depression, but um, just uh, you're not the only one that's feeling that way, no matter how pe- someone's yeah. coming off on stage. Um, you're not alone in those nervous feelings and um, no one's no one's truly better than you you're just 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 feel as vulnerable as you feel and like lean into it um, my first recommendation is to always like I did go to a lot of open mics watch mm-hmm. and watch and watch you don't have to perform don't get nervous if you if someone does seem like a nice person off stage maybe introduce yourself um, you know maybe they might not be in the mood I know I haven't always been in the mood to be like super kind it's because here's here's the thing when i'm at an open mic i'm nervous no to this day i'm struggling with like liking my material i love and like appreciate my peers in terms of the comedians in the room and i i genuinely want their feedback like i i'm on edge it's a learning moment for me i'm kind of at work in a way so like sometimes like i feel really bad there's somebody who's like hey that was cool or like I'm, i'm this person and i'm kind of interested I try so hard to give them my time of day and like please never take it personally if I'm like hey dude just go and like keep watching you're doing great but like I wish I had more to give in that moment but I always welcome people to reach out to me online like to have conversations and like somebody wants to call me actually soon and run some material by me and I was like you know what I'm not doing anything honestly I'm sitting at home so give me a fucking call (laughs) um so yeah like feel it out for sure I think just watching it and realizing um uh I don't know just just everyone's gonna fucking bomb in open mics like the audiences are gonna be different every week there might be one stray evil dog (laughs) out there um who's yelling at you but they you know they're not on stage and they don't know how hard it is to get up there um did i fucking do that was that my phone (laughs) oh my god podcast oh my god it's okay it's the biggest no-no on earth it happens it happens everyone that listens to listens to podcasts in their little perfect world they know that nobody has cell phones yeah this is bullshit. I've ruined it. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, I think just watching it and realizing that my favorite thing, even before I get on stage for like really big shows, I when I get really nervous, I tell myself that nobody has any idea that I have no idea what I'm doing. 
and I, I use it all the time. So yeah, mm-hmm. just like I don't know, it's mostly to have fun, and I think um, getting on stage that first time yeah. is the hardest part. Definitely. So just you know, doing that, and then just uh, keep fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's almost common sense. Yeah, like, just to keep on doing it. Yeah, and you just develop skill basically. Yeah, and, like, and develop a presence as well. Yeah. Um, one thing I do and have done for years, even though I don't listen to all of them, but I record every single yeah. set on my phone. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and it is crazy yeah. how now I'll be like, wait, three years ago, that old bit, I want to bring it back. What did I like? You forget, mm-hmm. and then I can scroll through and I name like da 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 da, put the date. Like in Michigan, and then like I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I love that bit, and like now I'm a stronger comic. Yeah. I'd like to think, hopefully, <laughs> and I can go back and listen to these old bits and bring them back. And my friends are like, dude, that's amazing. When you, I'm like, I wrote that years ago when I didn't have the balls to like tell it yeah. better or like. So now it's really fun um, to have all those on my phone. Actually, it's yeah. So yeah. record those sets and um, don't. Go home crying because there's yeah. like nothing to cry about. You tried to get on stage and that's like seriously so so hard. But yeah, I don't know. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is coming from the person who received uh, Columbus Live Best Comedian oh. last year. <laughs> Damn it! So <laughs> take this advice with no salt. Yeah. I think I think comedy is all about being nice and having fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, like, even if you're, I feel like if you're, I, I was joking with people, they're like, oh, like, why are you getting booked out of town so much? I'm like, ah, I'm not that funny, but I'm a good hang. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm not bad. <laughs> like, yeah. I have a beer with afterwards. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just not shitty and mean. <laughs> I mean, some of my favorite comics in the city are people that, like, I'll watch their show, I'll go and talk to them afterward, and, like, we'll be able to just hang out yeah. for a minute. And, you know, some specific examples have been like Ty Moore, mm-hmm. Tom Plute is super yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, Dan Seabury is super cool. Ugh, I feel bad. I didn't bring him up. So <laughs> Dan Seabury is like, just he's one of the best boys. Uh, I love him so much. Um, he's done a lot for me in terms of comedy, and he's he used to really be in Dayton. So uh, now that they've moved here to Columbus, it's been uh, lovely to have them. But... Uh, always built me up and booked me on a lot of stuff. So cool. they've kept me going. And so has Mary Santora from Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. I can't even believe she's my friend. Um, but she's very supportive and has put, booked me on stuff I do not deserve to be on. So I believe I've heard off, that name off. before. Yeah. Yeah. She's like pretty up there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's great. Very and like cool. very humble and hardworking mm-hmm. and uh, very vulnerable um, on online and with her life. And I think that's really important. It is. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of comics are like, oh, it's all funny content all the time. And like, yeah. it's like with Mary, she's like, actually, I'm going through sobriety. Like, here's why it's hard. Mm-hmm. Here's what sucks about it. Today I'm crying. Yeah. Like, I don't have enough money today. Like, she'll like post uh, screenshots of her bank statement. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes she's yeah. like, I have negative $6. Venmo me. I'm going to die. And like, it's, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. But it's not all that glorious, so... Yeah, I think that's one thing that's shifted about the role of comedy since, like, I don't know, the 80s or whatever. I was born in 2000. What can I say? But, like, the idea of, oh, okay, funny person, go up there, be funny, and then that's it. Now, there's so much more of a personal role that comedians take. And, you know, I listen to Joe Rogan sometimes. Yeah. And, uh... You know, all of his friends, like Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer yeah. and Ari Shafir. Fuck Ari, actually. But the other guys <laughs> are uh, super cool and, like, pretty open with how they feel in their shows as well. Yeah. 
like in their specials you can yeah and that's that seems to be a, a shift that has happened yeah. in the last few years yeah. actually so I, I really like the um emphasis or at least that shift like you're kind of saying uh in terms of like mental health and stuff mm -hmm. um i am not sure if you have hbo or have heard of him but gary goleman has a special that sounds familiar oh my god he just it's an entire hour special about um he's like a big huge dude that grew up like in the 70s and yeah. 80s and he talks about like just being a big guy and everyone's like yeah. you gotta do sports and he's like you know how many concussions i got he's like my brain's fucked yeah. they didn't do anything about concussions back in the day and like He's just a, it's it's he's super vulnerable. He's sober. He talks about having mental breakdowns yeah. and being put in um uh, in special care for those and hmm. suicidal thoughts. And he talk he literally lists off all the different anxiety and depression medications yeah. that he's on that mm -hmm. he's taken, how they affect you, um, how he moved back in with his mom in his thirties because he just lost yeah. his shit. And um, they even interview his mother in it, and she's like. Look at these baby photos. He wasn't depressed. He's always smiling. Yeah. And he's like, I was uh, set. I never wanted to be alive. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, how did you not know? But it was, it's a, uh, I think it's just a really important topic to brush on. And yeah. it's being, it's, it's cool to see it on like Netflix and HBO yeah. Uh, yeah. and um, more than just like fart jokes and yeah. I was drunk one time and ate a squirrel. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, that's, that's fucking let's you know bond as humans a little bit <laughs> you know yeah i think people need to hear that sometimes from comedians especially because it's like you have like the emphasis on trying to make things funny but then when you pair that with like relatability coming out of nowhere where it's like oh this guy who can do this and talk about his struggles or yeah. he can talk about her struggles and i'm relating to her now it, it gives you kind of like inspiration to be able to go do that and be vulnerable yourself Absolutely, in yeah. your daily life, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's so important. And also, that. another example of like how like the role of comedians now, like Dave Chappelle's latest special, mm. is almost like it's part comedy routine, part like community leader, almost mm. like kind of like people look to him for like opinions on things now, and like like a famous comedian is now like has like an authority over what is maybe like a good opinion nowadays on things yeah which i think is important i think i yeah. love that and i yeah. think laughter when you laugh you're in a really vulnerable position yeah. right like you're just like let like naturally and like biologically you're like letting go yeah. of a lot of like fear mm -hmm. um so while you're like giggling and then like somebody like yeah. dave Chappelle or whoever is you know um just making these real life connections yeah. and saying these like really important things mm -hmm. Um, it, it kind of breaks down like all your opinions and shit yeah. in the moment, you know? So yeah. you, like, you're just a human being who's giggly and then like you're learning or being told this information that you can take or leave. But I think it, um, it makes it easier for some people to, uh, kind of inhale this, um, different ideals and yeah. perspectives yeah. in a more calm, comfortable way. But yeah, I actually ran into him once. No shit. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Were you in Yellow Springs? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Uh, we were in, uh. The coffee shop that he normally hangs out in. Oh, the Spirited Goat. Maybe. I think we Maybe were in not. Dino's. Oh, okay. But I have not been in Spirited Goat yet. I shouldn't go That's there. Fine. But That's cool. it was very cool. Cool. Um, I think it was Aaron and I. Yeah. Zay Crypto normally co-hosts on the <laughs> show. And uh, we were hanging out in line to get coffee. And we look over to the right and we're like, <gasps> Is that... Is, 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 is that and then what a badass it, he and I were just kind of like uh, yeah. just standing there freaking out a little bit and I think he noticed mm -hmm. 
and he out loud goes, you know, I don't know anybody in here. And then we see him stand up, walk outside with whoever he was with. <laughs> we get our coffee, sit at the table he was at, oh. <laughs> drink our coffee, leave. We watch him go back in. <laughs> That's hilarious. So much respect, Dave. Oh. I understand he <laughs> might have been a little... Uh, you, we weren't going to ask Shocked. you for your autograph, <laughs> but I just thought that was kind of funny. I but, it. Yeah. Um, speaking I mean, of him. Yeah. I wonder if, like, just people around there in Yellow Springs just are so, like, used to seeing him that he's just, like, yeah. one other guy on the street. Yeah. And I that's think that's awesome. that's what he wants is to just be able to be one other guy on the yeah. street. So. Just, like, in his own neighborhood, chilling. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. cool as hell. Um. Speaking of him, I watched a special last night. Do you know who Neil Brennan is? Yes. Yeah. His, yeah, that's uh, who, that the, the three mics. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Dave Chappelle's writing partner on Chappelle's yeah. show. And oh, three mics is like a prime example. It, it's yeah. blatant about being that in that vulnerable role because mm-hmm. it's literally one-liners, emotional stuff, yeah. actual stand-up. You know, and you know, I need like, to rewatch that because it was a really fascinating idea. Um, to it's my favorite special. Break it up time. like that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've watched it like eight times. Now. I love yeah. that. But yeah, I think that's a prime example. Yeah. I think people yeah. should be doing that more. But um, how can people find you and support you? Um, you know, right now, um, I'd say just kind of follow my Instagram. Why not? It's just my full name. I don't know why I put my middle name in there, but <laughs> steal my identity uh, while you're at it. It's Amber Marie Falter on Instagram. Yeah. You can add me on Facebook. I let those people pile up in that inbox, though. <laughs> eh. It's like, this person's friend request. I'm like, ugh, too many. <laughs> too many old white dudes on boats. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's hard to sift through. <laughs> um, so Instagram is probably best. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, do you have any last-minute shout-outs to make before we wrap up? Um, let's see. Um, I guess just... Um, Follow the Columbus Freedom Fund. My friends are doing a lot of cool yeah. work. I gave that a hundred bucks. A lot of hard yeah. work. Um, but definitely that them. Uh, and with Stand Up for Choice, I we've done one online, so it's a quarterly show. Um, really blessed uh, uh, to know and work with Pat Deering. He finds all the organizations typically that we work with. Yeah. Um, so it all started four so years ago with Women Have Options Ohio. Me trying to raise money. Yeah. For that, um, and reproductive justice very much overlaps with um, Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. and um, just, uh, yeah, so I think it's uh, all really good stuff. So, um, and Christine Horvath and Griffin Browning again, so they we got to do one online show and Christine books it and Griffin um, makes all the graphics and made it look amazing. And I'm just really proud to be a part of it still. <laughs> like, I know like me and Pat like, founded it or whatever, but it's, uh, it's something totally different. And it would not be the same without them. So we're going to do another one online probably uh, soon. So keep an eye out for that. Very cool. Super excited for that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. Mm. Been doing jack shit. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, same kind of. So this has been a nice, refreshing return. So thank you very much for being on this week. Um, We'll be back as usual. Why am I looking up there? There's no video. Um, Every Wednesday morning, as usual, and we skipped two weeks a little bit ago, but uh, we will be consistent after all of this. So, um, catch us next week. Thank you very much.